0: Stuff, other stuff, 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 you know. Like yeah. how how can I not buy into the appearance of a circumstance? Because none of this shit is real for real. Actually, if we can get down to the physics of it, it's just atoms vibrating at a certain rate of speed, <laughs> and we're just a bunch of smoking monkeys sitting on a rock that's floating in space. <laughs>
1: Thank you for coming back to listen to the By Chance podcast. I really appreciate everyone who takes out the time to listen and share the show. It actually does mean a lot to me. If you could see me, I'm bowing my head with my hands pointed towards the microphone in appreciation of you all. Thank you. Sincerely. Thank you. Now, I figured you probably want to hear some details about the show. This episode we hear from Naira and Naira doesn't tell a story of sorts, but more provides a lesson or a number of lessons. You will need to go back and listen to this one a few times, because even as I was editing the show, I heard points that I didn't pick up when we were having the conversation in real time. This show right here really sticks the landing like bars for real, for real. So, after you've listened to Naira give you that heat on humility and humanity, take some time to head over to iTunes and rate the show. Or leave a comment, or three comments, or all the comments you have on my SoundCloud page. At this point, the only thing that's left is to give you the show. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. you are you doing is talking so um, i know
0: but i don't know i don't know which story i don't know which one to tell mm. what do you want to hear about
1: i don't know you, you you've lived a um fantastic life um
0: we'll go with that
1: you i mean you you've been able to just not necessarily do what you want but you've been able to do what you want so
0: i, I do yeah. it's so funny And so my manager uh, scheduled some time and we're sitting there talking, and he's like, You know, I feel like the rules just don't apply to you. They don't. I feel like you just kind of go rogue. And, you're, and I'm just like, Man, it took you a year and a half to get to that because mm. the rules don't. But it's a really scary way. It's funny because I am on this side of a breakup and during. I think during those periods especially people tend to get into like self-reflective mode and start like looking at well who am I in terms of like what part did I play and like what behaviors did I contribute and like so I've been in that space of like thinking about that very thing um doing what I want like is that good enough anymore like is that how I should just continue to be? Or should I try to be more like, I don't know, regular? I think I mean more like, is is doing things my own way and like, you know, rules don't apply to me. Like, is that really me? Yeah. But it's a really, you know, it costs me a lot to live like that. And.
1: Well, I mean, but you, you, you have experiences. Like you have memories, you have um you don't have like you don't stop for pictures, you're busy living and exploring or whatever, so like yeah. you know, from the outside looking in like it's it's one of those positions where everybody can't do it and to to know someone who can is still like it's a remarkable thing I feel like everybody can no, everybody can't though, because it's it's um it's a challenge every day to convince yourself to do things that you've never done before you probably don't feel that challenge to do stuff like that right we regular people are like (laughs) we have that little voice inside of us that's just like i don't know i don't know if i can or whatever
0: I, i have that voice every day what every day i swear to god i was talking to somebody on the way home that 2017 has been like some years asks the some years ask the questions and some years answer and I feel like 2017 has been dismantling everything I thought I knew about who I am and what I want and how I'm living. And I really don't. And I do feel that. I do, like, every day I feel like, who the f- who the fuck am I? And what do I want to be when I grow up? And where the, and whose life is this? And how the hell did I get here? Like, all of that stuff, absolutely. But I feel like... And I always say this, like, you don't buy a Ferrari just to drive it 40 miles per hour. And that's how I look at life. Like, I'm not just here to be okie dokie schmokey. Like, I'm here because I want to taste all the food. I want to listen to all the music. I want to hear all the people's stories. I want to know all the stuff. I want to go to all the places. I'm just a glutton. It's not, And it's not even something that I even necessarily perceive as admirable. It's just like... I'm just living my vice, I'm a glutton for life and everything in it, and so, yeah, I feel scared of shit every day, like, oh my God, am I gonna be a for the rest of my life? That keeps me up at night, but I don't know, it's just like. I look at that thing, that question, or that feeling, and then I just, all right, and then I go on about what (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing. Okay, all right.
1: That was silly, and then you just move on.
0: Yeah. Do something else. And I just, you know, look look, not necessarily look for the next opportunity, but just show up for the next opportunity. And you
1: also create opportunities, like you 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 can manifest things. So uh,
0: we all and
1: though. but you, but but you, but, but you understand. You understand. I remember something you told me a long time ago. Um, we speak spells, like we speak things yes. into existence.
0: <laughs> yes, I can't believe you
1: remember that. So you understand that, though. So yeah. that's why you are able to manifest what some of us aren't able to put together. But I feel like
0: more people are getting that narrative, though, too. Like you know, you see it on social media, all this, you know brujeria and everybody's talking about manifestation now so i mean i feel like all come with the potential to create the life that we want and i haven't i don't think uh i haven't created all of the elements of the life that i want yet because i think there are things that i've created in my own thinking that have blocked me from that like this morning's meditation was um how to get into the receptive mode so in the morning first thing I do is I find a meditation or a reading or a devotional or something that's going to help set the direction of my thoughts otherwise that shit is going to go haywire and I'm going to be all over the place thinking about everything from I need to pick up toothpaste from Walgreens to why doesn't that man love me like I love him So in the morning, I get up, I put that meditation on. This morning's was how to cultivate the receptive mode so that you are aware of those opportunities when they present themselves and you show up for them. And it was just like a series of things that continued to remind the listener, in this case me, that you came here to create this experience, like that that's what you came to do that's your job so everybody comes with the capability to do that now are there things that are competing for our attention absolutely are there people and organizations and you know whatever i'm not going to go all conspiracy we'll do that on another story but (laughs) are there are there entities that understand the power that's latent in everyone yes and they take the opportunity to use that power and direct that power for their own purposes? Yes. So just like in everything else, I want to be in charge. Y'all not going to be in charge of what happens in my mind. I'm going to be in charge of it. So I don't watch any TV. uh, I don't rarely listen to the radio. And that all of those things combined is I think available to everybody like I like I said I'm not doing nothing special necessarily
1: except tapping you're, you're the one that's tapping in though um even you describing what you go through or not go through but what you how you set up your days is just one of those things like I would get lost trying to do it like I would start I do. up yeah I do.
0: I do like you know I can sit there and listen to a meditation and really not be paying attention to that shit at all <laughs> at all However, I know that residually those messages are going to stick when I'm, when I'm not even paying attention, I know that what I've listened to is going to resonate somewhere in the back subconsciously and it's going to stick. And so I just put it, even if I'm, you know, in the bathroom doing my hair and I'm not really listening to it, I'm going to put it on anyway, because I know that at some point that's going to become accessible to me. Has the capability and people are waking up to that realization it's just a matter of how much do you want to be a creator versus how much do you want to be a consumer do you just want to consume the life that's going to be prepared in front of you or do you want to create an experience that you can say you know what yep i chose that i didn't choose that i chose better this time like which is it going to be and i've never been one to do what people tell me to do or you know take what people give me I've always wanted to make my own thing so in whatever little way I'm doing that but everybody has that
1: so have you been able to like share that with uh, exes, friends like just that, that outlook and that approach and encourage yeah, that kind it's of, so of funny it?
0: that you say that because this last relationship started off where that was kind of like the thing that brought us together it was like the universe and like all this stuff and for the most part my and this i mean at the risk of sounding crazy but for the most part people talk that shit like they want to you know be with someone who's woke and you know aware of their ability to manifest and all this stuff but it's not like all gongs and tibetan singing bowls and you know prayer beads and shit like it's ugly and it's hard and it's not stuff that you want to hear. So yes, I mean, I've, I've shared, I've shared myself. I mean, as I'm predisposed to do with everyone, I, you know, I love talking. Um, but I don't know, you know, I don't know how much of that is good for me. Um, and good for people who aren't necessarily in a place to receive that either, you know? it's draining for me to give that and to like open that up because I'm, I don't like opening up anything, first of all. Um, so, I mean, it's work to like say, cool, I'm going to share this thing that I've learned with you and then, you know, have it turn out however it turns out. But I don't know, in the spirit of like closing out the year and closing out chapters and, kind of reflecting about what I will take away um I feel like I in order to continue on my trajectory I feel like I just need to like let go of the need for it to be something and just share it anyway um so I feel like that's where my work is next just to share it anyway
1: have like uh measurements of success or points where you're like that was that was the mark like uh this yeah has been the mark for this period
0: yeah feeling good okay like how okay. much can i feel good because when you feel good stuff happens for you i feel like that is the strongest correlation that i've come away with when i feel good and i feel high on life and i'm you know stopping to look at the trees as they're changing colors and i'm geeking out over the clouds and the sunset looks crazy beautiful when i'm feeling good it feels like i don't even have to work at anything people find me jobs find me money finds me so the measurement of success is how often can i feel good despite the nonsense you know despite the lights getting cut off or despite stuff other stuff, people stuff stuff you know like yeah. how how can i not buy into the appearance of a circumstance because none of this shit is real for real actually if we can get down to the physics of it it's just atoms vibrating at a certain rate of speed <laughs> and we're just a bunch of smoking monkeys sitting on a rock that's floating in space just keep that in perspective and just remember that none of this is real And it could be whatever I want. And it's my choice whether, you know, I get caught up in the illusion or whether I just continue to remember that this experience is brief and I want to feel happy and joyful and appreciative and, you know, grateful for as often as I can for as long as I can. Then I can get up and, you know, go to work every day take care of my children and make sure you know that they're good so sometimes I don't know like did I do them a favor or did I do them a disservice because you know they're asking those probing questions and they're looking at things the way a grown-up person would look at things and so you know, how much of their innocence did I rob them of by, you know, raising them the way I did and, and by teaching them to ask the questions and teaching them to look at things a certain way. Um, but they're really good. Like, they, it's funny, in August, they called a family meeting on me. And it was, you know, they had an agenda and they had a chairperson. And it was, like, you know, stuff that you want your kids to talk to you about, you know? They wanted to know... Um, What was expected of them in terms of chores? They wanted to know if we could start spending more time together as a family. You know, they said, I work too much um, and they want me home more. They wanted to know, that was like just, I think, at the point of that relationship kind of dissolving, they wanted to know if I was okay, you know, which was one of the most profound things. They were like, Are you okay, mom? You know, we just wanted to. And so, I mean, I think I've done, if I haven't done anything else right in my life, I think I've raised them right. Um, because they seem to be well-adjusted kids. Uh, Obviously, you have your, you know, teenage angst pushing the envelope stuff to deal with, but again, for the most part, they're thoughtful people. You know, they're aware of the world around them. They're aware of themselves. Um, So I can't complain at all. I can't complain at all. They're doing great. And kids have access to so much more information than we did now. It's like, oh my God, like... (laughs) just so and so I think the most important role I play now is like helping them to understand what to consume and what to leave on the rubbish heap you know it's like you don't have to take all of that stuff that you see coming in like you can be you can be discriminating and you can say "Mm," you know that doesn't really feel good or and measure like I was telling my daughter about the music that she listens to And I said, you know, measure how you feel after you listen to more life versus after you listen into whatever, Corinne Bailey Ray, you know, because that stuff has an effect. Those messages and that syncopation and all those things have an effect on how you feel. Um, So, yeah, just trying to help them and not trying to fill them up necessarily. Like they're not empty vessels that come to us to be filled up right they come to us as the people that they already are going to be it's our job just not to or rather it's our job to just make sure that we get them to adulthood as whole people That that's our job not our job to you know put our beliefs and that's been a huge struggle like traditionally you know you give your kids your belief systems you give your kids your values but I, I find that that's not organic, you know, they come with their own set of things and things resonate with them that may not necessarily resonate with me, but it's still my, um, I think my responsibility to honor those things and to say, yes, you know, your perspective is valid, even if it's different from mine, like my oldest and I always get into that. Um, He is a Buddhist and he doesn't really subscribe to, you know, the guy in the sky kind of thing. Um, which is fine and I do my best to try to understand his perspective and to try to have a dialogue with him about what does that mean you know how does that impact how you live and so yeah I mean and I think that especially at these ages I'm just trying to figure out who the hell am I to them now like I'm not you know it's not like mommy I need you to tie my shoe anymore Right. It's like, uh, okay, mom, you know, this is the plan I picked for my life and I'm 18 now. <laughs> so, so yeah.
1: You are now coach, coach mom. I think so. Yep.
0: I think so. I'm trying to get my footing cause it's real, it's real crazy time for me now cause mm-hmm. it's causing me to redefine, you know, who I, th- think I am who I've been for 18 years like I don't even know who that person was before them so it's just what does that you know what does that mean if I'm not if I'm not the you know fully hands-on mom all up in your soup anymore who 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 am I outside of You know, I know I need to be your coach and kind of provide the hedges. But like, what does that mean for me as an individual person?
1: So I really believe that everyone has a unique story to tell. And every story told is unique in not only how it's told, but also in how it's heard. And I think I heard a few things from Naira that kind of stood out to me and I think could and should be applied, so I even do you a solid and run through a couple of them really quick. These are points that I really took away from this conversation. Point one, create the experience. Point two, be in charge of what happens in your mind. And point three, you can be discriminating. Know what to put on, how Naira calls it, the rubbish sheet. In closing, I just like to say, in life, The only safe thing you can do is take a chance. See you all next time.